Today is the third Sunday of Advent. It is also called in the church because of the readings, because of the nearness of the third Sunday to Christmas, Gaudete, the joyful Sunday. The main theme of Christmas is that the people that live in darkness have seen a great light. God coming with his power to set his people free. The readings for today are taken from the first reading from the book of the prophet Zephaniah chapter 3 verses 14 to 18. The second reading is from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 to 7. The gospel reading is Luke chapter 3 verses 10 to 18. My brothers and sisters, the readings of today is directed towards the people of God who are living in obedience to God and for that they are often misunderstood. They are being plagued by the forces of the world trying to distract them and pull them away from God. The wind of the world is blowing so hard at the people in the world, the people of God in the world. The readings cause us to really examine our heart. Where do we place, where do we put our hearts? When we believe, we are challenged. In the midst of challenge, faith gives us the sight of what we believe in. As we think through our challenges in the world, through our sorrows, faith enables us to see the object of our faith, to see God. And our hearts respond, responds to what we see. In today's first reading, the prophet Zephaniah encourages the people of Israel who were overwhelmed <coughs> by their conquerors and they were at the verge of abandoning God. The prophet assured the people, he said to them, Shout for joy, daughter Zion. Know who you are. Be glad and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. In other words, fan the flame of faith that is in your heart. The Lord has removed the judgment against you. What power does the world use to fight the people of God? Is to convince them that they have been abandoned, that power belongs to the world, not to God. They have been abandoned by God. But here is the prophet telling them, in your weakness, the Lord your God has removed the judgment against you. Your infractions are the persuasion of the world. But your faith in God will now yield its fruit. The Lord has removed the judgment against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You have no further misfortune to fear. 
Joy is the, is the sanity of faith, is the sight of faith. With your joy in your heart, you can see God that your enemies do not see. You are empowered. He said, for on that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion, be not discouraged. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty Savior. He will rejoice over you with gladness and will renew you in his love. He will sing joyfully because of you as one sings at festivals. God, our maker, who cannot be overcome by any power, is the one we believe in. And because we believe in him, the world is fighting us. The world is trying to convince us of our sinfulness, that we are only human. But if God is with you, you will no longer be only human. You should re represent the humanity that God has created. In your joy, you do the right thing. Your vision becomes clear. When the object of your faith is made manifest in your heart, your life will be straightforward, unambiguous. And with joy, you will love your enemies. Because, because you, you see that in their fight against you, you have already defeated them. Those who believe in God will realize their hope in joy, in rejoicing. Even when the whole world is against you, there's always going to be joy in your heart. Because in your faith, you can see God coming to your aid. So when you are accused of all kinds of things in the world, think about your, the object of your faith, God. Your creator, who directs you from within your heart. In the world, the world is full of people who even when they know they are wrong, they will accuse believers who believe in God and are trying to do the right thing. What do you do when those who are witnesses of your innocence are those accusing you? You look within. You take advantage of your knowledge of God and you rejoice within yourself. Your rejoicing will project to your enemies that they are defeated. The honesty of John testifies to his faith and knowledge of himself. In today's gospel, we were told that the one who is preparing for the coming of Christ, prophesied by Isaiah, the crowds were coming to him as he was doing his work. What should we do? He told them, if you want to be set free, if you want to be happy, if you want to rejoice, make sure that if you have two cloaks, your neighbor is not naked. For the love of your neighbor will make you uncomfortable if your neighbor is uncomfortable and you can see. If your neighbor is hungry, how can you be satisfied when you have with the food that you have? Share with your neighbor. But even the tax collectors came to be baptized. And they said to him, Teacher, what should we do 
He answered them joyfully. Stop collecting more than what is prescribed. Even soldiers who had power, these are the greatest forces of the world, came to John the Baptist. What should we do? He told them, do not practice extortion. Do not take advantage of your uniform. Follow your heart. Do not falsely accuse anyone because you have the power, you have the means. Be satisfied with your wages. One who recognizes God as his creator and provider is one who will be satisfied. Whatever position you find yourself, think of God. And if God is in your midst, you certainly have the owner's manual with you. You will not falter. They thought that John was the Messiah because of the joy in his heart and because of what he was saying. His words were to bring people back to God. For John has found God. And that God was Christ, the incarnate Son of God. He came to prepare the way. And while they were trying to misunderstand him, he acted on what he has prescribed to people. I am not the one. I am not the Christ. I am baptizing you with water. But one mightier than I is coming. I'm not worthy to loosen the tongue of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Fire cleanses all the doubts and keeps warm the joy. When joy is fanned to flame, it defeats the enemies. He says his winnowing fan is in his hands. To clear his threshing floor. Joy makes the heart authentic. Joy reveals the object of our faith. John was on fire. In preparing the way of the Lord. Exhorting them in many other ways. He preached the good news to the people. Paul, a beneficiary of Christ. When he met after encountering Christ face to face. Of course, found that joy even in suffering. And in today's second reading, St. Paul tells his fellow Christians, because Christians at this time were being persecuted, and Paul himself was a persecutor. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. With joy in your heart, your faith is kept alive, and your strength against the enemy is lighted up. It's at his peak. But when even a little baby sees his, his father and mother, that baby will cry. We say, I am here. And his confidence is in his parents. So God that we are waiting for is coming, is near. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guide your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. We are Christians because we believe in Christ. 
But we are in the world full of challenges. Advent has come to teach us that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. If God is with us, who can be against us? May the Advent place the church in the midst of the world and may the voice of the church ring out truth to all powers and subject the world to God for the sake of peace as Christ did. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.